we're now joined by Jacinta Webster. How you doing? I'm all right. How are y'all? Getting by. So, Jacinta, we are doing our fun cooking in the quarantine, whatever we decide to call it special. Whatever it is, it's going to alliterate. There have been a few variations on this. You, uh, I think from the moment we decided we were going to start this podcast and we were just asking friends to sign up, you had some fun idea of doing something cooking related. Yeah, well, um, so cooking under these circumstances is really natural to me. Like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. We only went to the store once a month anyway. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I just have seen some people, like, some of y'all grew up less than 45 minutes from your nearest grocery store, and it really shows. Um, so, (laughs) but yeah, so, uh, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about some recipes and stuff that people have been doing, um, in their quarantine. And since then, there's been a lot of articles coming out. So I don't know what all I can say, but I thought that I would talk about sourdough, um, because ever since I started posting about my sourdough back in like January, there's been a lot of other folks Um, I don't know. I feel like sourdough is kind of having a moment right now. It's weird. Um, uh, But there have been a lot of people that have been interested in it and have been starting their own. So I've definitely seen a lot of that. Uh, One of our earlier guests, actually, he wasn't making bread, but he showed off the starter that he has. uh, And on our podcast's Facebook page, we've actually been soliciting... uh, names from our listeners for it because we've decided we're going to name his starter i think bready mcbread face is probably the favorite so far yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good this is our life yeah well my starter doesn't actually have a name um i never named it but i have it for our listeners we are getting a great close-up of just into the sourdough starter but yeah i never named mine which is weird it's kind of like a pet um it's a pretty low maintenance pet i mean you wanted to talk about this for a while tell us just about you can talk about your sourdough, about just the experience of being a baker. You know, albeit, I mean, you and I are in the same profession, so it's not like you do that. It's not on your business card. No. Uh, full disclosure, everyone, we are both lawyers. You can get all your boos and hisses out of the way when you're listening, and we can't hear you. And we're uh, also listeners, the, you are right now listening to the immediate past and current chair of the Judicial Council of YEA. The best people in all of the organization. <laughs> and I have also given Jacintha uh, instructions that if I do not make through this uh, five-part episode, Jacintha is supposed to bring up uh, Ben on charges. Thank the it. fact that he may be kicked out at the meeting that he helped plan. <sighs> I always knew it would be this way. <laughs> and, always, and it would be for murder. Well, I will, I will await your um, official referral on that matter. Um, no, see, there will be no referral because I will okay. not no longer exist. Okay, so we will, yes. We'll be dead. Posthumously. It'll be all at Ben's expense. <laughs> I'm being framed, people. You see what's happening. Anyway, bread. Yeah, Um. so um, I started my sourdough starter back in, I guess, January. Um. And I don't know, I kind of just... I think I saw like a random YouTube video about it and I thought, well, that seems really weird. Um, and so I just went for it. Um, it's been really fun. There's a really strange sense of accomplishment to having a loaf of bread that's completely from scratch, right? Like I didn't even open up a packet of yeast for this bread. I like, I grew my yeasts from like the air. Um, so it's fun, but, um, it's been surprisingly low maintenance. I think that that's what a lot of people think of 
when they think of a sourdough starter is like it's gonna be you have to feed it every day and there's all this stuff you have to do um i remember my grandmother like in the 90s was really big into that friendship bread i don't know if y'all remember that or if that was just a southern thing um i'm not familiar with it but it, it was super weird um no just no you know offense of people are into friendship bread but basically like you have to take pieces of it and then pass it on and then you feed it and you make more I don't know whatever but it seemed like a nightmare and um I was afraid that this is what it would be and it's not I um if you keep it in the fridge right like if you're a busy young professional person like I am you keep it in the fridge once you get it started um and you really only have to mess with it like once a week at like once every two weeks um and so I guess I'll talk about how you make one um essentially you just take equal parts um water ideally like filtered or like sat out overnight because you don't want especially if you live in the city you know they put like stuff in there that conspiracy theorists are always talking about um and whether or not fluoride is from un or not it's not really good for your sourdough so um you basically just um take some filtered water and flour ideally unbleached um in equal parts i did four ounces and four ounces mixed it together in a jar and kind of let it sit out overnight and then every day you add equal parts flour and water um you can discard part of it once it gets too big um and basically it's like a controlled spoiling of something so it's a little bit gross it gets gross yeah so it it smells weird when you start it um probably the worst part about this starter is actually the process of making it. The first like week, week and a half um, that it takes to actually get it going is the most labor intensive because you have to feed it kind of every day. But once you get it going, it's really difficult to, um, to kill. I've like forgotten about it before and left it out overnight and not fed it. It was fine. It's pretty resilient. But yeah, um, it's really nice because you if you want to bake something you want to make something you don't have to buy yeast um i don't know how many times i have gone to the store and gotten packets of yeast to make something and then they've been like they've not worked um which is frustrating so this pretty much works every time and um as long as you're using it about once every two weeks um it's not a big deal you don't have to make bread really um we do make a lot of bread mostly because we've been in quarantine and you know it's something to do before we were in quarantine we did a lot of like pancakes waffles and like you can do like chicken and dumplings i don't do chicken and dumplings i'm vegetarian we do veggies and dumplings but you know you do you there's just a lot of different kinds of things you can do with it that's not necessarily just baking loaves of bread if that makes sense um yeah and actually like something that's sort of interesting is i was listening to an episode of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know on Wednesday. They're talking, the episode was called The Secret World of Chefs. So they are interviewing uh, Richard Blaze and Hugh uh, Atkinson. One of the things that was brought up about the whole sourdough phenomenon is basically it's just taking the yeast that's already in the air. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and I mean, I think it's, you know, right now we're really trying to use what we have. And there was a time when people did not have they could not run up to Aldi and get their little yeast packet, you know? Um, so yeah, that you can just capture wild yeast from like the air in your house and that's enough to make bread. And I think it's great because, you know, you know, what's in your stuff, right? Like 
the stuff that's in my bread is flour, water, a little bit of salt, and like the yeast that came from like, you know, that I grew. Um, so, I mean, if you're someone who's concerned about the stuff that you're eating, um, it's just another way to make more things on your own. And, you know, it's not, it's not that difficult. Um, it takes us about a day and a half to make a loaf of bread just because of the wait time, but 95% of that time is literally just waiting. Like it's just setting on the counter and you go about your life. Um, and then of course, when you do things like the pancakes or the biscuits or whatever, those, um, you actually add in another leavening agent. So you would sprinkle in like a teaspoon of baking powder or baking soda. And that kind of, it's really cool. It's like a science experiment. It kind of like activates the sourdough starter, um, in your dough and it, um, makes it work quicker. And so, uh, you can do things like the pancakes and the waffles and biscuits and dumplings without having to, you know, sit there and let your bread raise for like a whole day or whatever. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know. It's, I'm not really a sciencey person, obviously. That's why I went to law school, um, because I don't do maths and things, but I was able to do it. So I feel like if I can do it, pretty much anybody can. How often are you baking at this point? We, right now in quarantine, we probably make a loaf of bread a week at least, maybe every four or five days. We probably should not be eating that much bread. Um, but, and I have a family of three. We do have a toddler and she loves her carbs. On average, like before quarantine, I think we made one maybe every week, every two weeks. Um, and then we will make something else. Like we do the pancakes or waffles at least once a week and then we'll do like dumplings and things. So we probably use it at least once a week, I would say. Um, but it's not always like a traditional loaf of bread. It could be like pretzels. It could be, you know, something like that. You mentioned the pancakes before the quarantine and this whole sourdough craze started, you know, ensuing from it to join the ranks of Joe Exotic and Animal Crossing. I had never really heard of sourdough pancakes, and I still haven't tried making them. My assumption is that they're amazing. Am I correct? Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. They don't taste like super sour um, the way, I, I mean, it depends. Everyone's starter tastes a little bit different. They don't taste super sour, but they taste just like a more rich flavor, I think, than you would get out of just like a biscuit mix, biscuit mix you know? Um, it definitely tastes more... Um, yeah, the, the flavor is more complex, but we love them. But they're, yeah, they're amazing. And they're super fluffy. They're way fluffier than your regular pancakes. I definitely have been, like, I, I've always been, like, a bit of a sourdough fan. Uh, usually, I'll pick that up from the store or something. But it's all it's one of those things where everyone sort of just made part of the bandwagon. So now I'm starting to think that maybe I should start doing that, too, along with uh, all the other cooking I've been doing, which... Since I've been in quarantine with my family, I've done probably about 90% of dinners. Yes, you absolutely join 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 the movement. Um, At this point, I'm going to say cult. Yeah, <laughs> join the starter cult. Um, it's, it's great. And the benevolent leader that we're all following is yeast. Yes. Um, yes. Our, I mean, it's a very tasty cult. You know, you can't... I'm also right now watching Waco on Netflix, so got a whole cult thing going on i mean i guess it's the perfect time to watch all of the weird documentaries i actually have not watched tiger king yet which is crazy but i live i grew up like 40 miles north of tiger king somehow some way i think pretty much every episode of this show has at some point devolved into a discussion of tiger king 
Um, and I feel like you told me at one point that you were sort of familiar with the, that place and everything. It still blows my mind that, hey, it was actually a reality for people before Netflix and all this took off. It blows my mind that it's, like, not, like, I'm genuinely surprised that other states don't have, like, random, weird, like, exotic animal park. Because this isn't even the only place that it's just, like, people that have tigers in Oklahoma. I'm sure they do. They just haven't gotten documentaries yet. But you just and, know when all this is done, like, Hulu and Amazon are going to be running out to do their own. Because we already have, like, just Florida Man in general. Um but I, I know that there was a uh, case, there's a story I read about a, two years ago of one man in the uh, upper Hudson Valley of New York being arrested for having a above ground pool full of barracudas. Wow. Like, why? Because uh, he, he could. was a big fan of the song Barracuda by heart and was going to teach them how to play it. Of course, yeah. No, actually, uh, he's trying to create his own version of Legends of the Hidden Temple, mm-hmm. and he had to create the blue barracudas for his team. Probably just a lot of dye in that water then. Okay, I got it. That doesn't seem, like, animal-friendly. Probably not. We used to pass by the Joe Exotics Animal Park all the time. It had Groupons all the time, y'all. And I never bought him because everyone knew, like, he was a little bit sketch, right? I was always really conflicted because on the one hand, I knew he probably wasn't a good person. But on the other hand, like, I really wanted to pay $30 to play with a baby tiger. I don't know. Anyway, I never did it. And now I really wish I had because I could have been on the documentary. You could have been a star, Jacinta. Yeah, I I missed my opportunity. That was my chance to be a reality show star. And Tell us this. You You were telling us about how, hey... You're growing your own uh, starter, and it'll pull in just from the bacteria in the air. What do you think a starter cultivated at a park like that would taste like? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's kind of humid down there in Winniewood, so it would probably be more sour, honestly. Um, the hotter it is and, like, the more humid environment you are, like, the more pungent your sourdough is, I would imagine that it would be a bit more sour in Winniewood, Oklahoma. Do you think, like, the rotting tiger corpses would actually end up, like, influencing the amount of yeast in and the flavor of the yeast that's in the air? I don't know. I don't... I could not guess that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that tiger corpses like give off yeast i guess i don't I think it's a sentence that anyone has ever said before so congratulations this is something that we actually have do have to ask our f- fans on twitter and facebook do tiger <laughs> corpses give off yeast yeah. um i'm not i don't know the science behind that um you know i'm honestly not going to speculate on it i think it's for the best anyway, uh, we, have opened, we have opened this door my friends and we have to go all the way down the rabbit hole i was going to try to turn that around into some segue into talking about more facts about sourdough but i just don't I know think if you I can should, for the best what is the strangest thing you've at least thought to make with with it could be your sourdough starter or just anything else while this has been going on oh just in general i don't know so I really want, this is not sourdough related, but I really want to crust something with hot Cheetos and deep fry it. Mm. I really want to do that. Huh. I've seen it done and I really wanted to do it when I used to eat meat. I wanted to do it with chicken, but I can't do that anymore. So maybe like a mushroom or something. I could, I could. Zucchini. That would be good probably. Yeah. It's moments like this, I wish I had a deep fryer. Well, I don't have a deep fryer. I just fry everything in a cast iron skillet. That's where I make my fry bread, is in a cast iron skillet. 
Yeah. I find it just gets too messy for me. It also is probably safer. Now, has the fry bread been happening a lot while you've been stuck inside, or have you just been focusing on the sourdough? You know, I actually, I think we've only made it maybe once, um, which is weird. I think because we have been focused on the sourdough, um, and we make fry bread a lot when we have, like, people over, because we'll eat it all, like, really fast. Um, so we mostly, that's when we have folks over, is when we make fry bread, and obviously we've not, because we're responsible. But, no, we haven't done, with, that makes me want it, though. I'm going to make some cabbage this week, some stewed cabbage, and some greens and things so I might make some fry bread. Do people know what fry bread is? Is that like a general knowledge? I feel like I know what it is. I mean I I know what it is in concept so but maybe just for the listeners you should just try to go through it. Sure so fry bread is controversially traditional Native American recipe. Basically um, when our peoples were removed um, into areas like reservations and um, Indian Territory, which is Oklahoma now, the U.S. government gave like commodities and like drop-offs of food products because obviously Native Americans were moved into the areas that were like least hospitable to farm agriculture. And what people were given was like big bags of like plain flour, condensed milk, things like that. So people figured out how to make a bread out of just basically flour. Everybody has it different, right? So this is very controversial how to make fried bread, but basically flour, like water or some type of like dairy milk, something like that. And then some leavening agent, so baking soda, baking powder, and then um, you fry it in hot oil and it's delicious um if you've ever had an indian taco that's the base of it and depending on where you are out in the southwest they make it more like crunchy and crispy i don't like that no offense to them um southeastern tribes make it really kind of thick and fluffy um but yeah so it's a it's a native food that was developed out of necessity and it turned out to be delicious not very healthy but that's all right the best things usually aren't no. I mean, that's that's science. Yeah, and actually, there is science to prove it. There was an episode of Degrassi wherein they were testing about if you actually did better with healthier foods or yummy foods. And it was proven that the less healthy foods just taste like happy. Did you just cite Degrassi for science? Yes. There are some there are some real firsts going on. Season one. I it was an episode where it was, it was uh, Spinner and Manny were both being used by Emma as the guinea pigs in her science experiment. I have never seen Degrassi, so. What if we told you there was an entire episode dedicated to some drama surrounding a club building sourdough? Oh. There wasn't. Uh, at least I assume there wasn't. I haven't watched it. I've seen it. I there don't have an episode, but I, w- I would totally be behind that episode. Grossy producers, I'm assuming you're still making that damn show. It's been going since the 80s. Get on this. We're pitching you a softball. Sourdough Club. And it's on Netflix now, so it's not like you really have to front any money. I'm so confused. Well, this is what happens when you decide to do a five-part episode, my friend. Brilliance. That is what happens. Brilliance slash we all fall slowly into madness. Oh, that happened to most of us quite a while ago. Why do you think, like, half the country has become so enraptured by sourdough? Don't get me wrong, it's a fine bread. It is becoming a cultural force. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of trying to go back to more like whole foods and kind of like slower foods. Um, there's a, I think that for so long, um, I mean, I was a 90s kid, right? So I pretty much was, we ate a lot of like tuna helper. And I think that there's a lot of people that are wanting to go back to really eating just things that are like produced in a more traditional way. 
I don't know. I think for me, like, I don't have a lot of recipes that were like passed down by my mom, right? Because I've got passed down like how to make tuna helper. So I would really like to be able to figure out how to make these things so that my daughter, for those of y'all who don't know, I have a one and a half year old. She's like the cutest kid and the sassiest kid that's ever lived. Um, that is the scientific fact. Well, she and doesn't like me. A lot of people don't. So Ouch. I'm she only really stating facts can't. here. She doesn't, she does, she really doesn't like Ben. But I would like to have recipes, you know, that I can pass down to her. And I like to know, you know, what's in my food. I don't know. I think it's just there's a lot of movement towards, like, more traditional forms of cooking. And I actually have a cookbook recommendation. This does not have anything to do with sourdough, but if y'all care. Um, I have, like, rediscovered Vivian Howard. She has, like, a couple shows on PBS. And right now she has a show called Somewhere South. And she's a chef from Eastern North Carolina. And I'm just like, I'm obsessed with her. Like I'm kind of internet stalking her. My husband's real worried about me and it's kind of a thing, but she has a really good cookbook called Deep Run Roots. It really breaks down ingredients from the American South, talks a lot about traditional ways of cooking things, and then also kind of how to put like a more fun modern twist on them. But I think that a lot of people are trying to get back to that way of cooking where we focus on ingredients and we really take the time to make things the right way and not just get everything out of a packet or a box. So I think that's where a lot of the sourdough is coming from. And it's really fun. It's just, I actually know. would definitely agree with that assessment because uh, for me, I'm usually one of the main people at my household who does the cooking. And so I'm usually getting home right around six or so. And first thing I have to do is basically start dinner. It's usually just try to get things whipped up as fast as possible. And so I will always just go to the stuff that's more microwaved or I wouldn't say necessarily processed, but just more quick and easy as opposed to things where I can actually take my time and actually put in a lot of effort and energy to it. The slower stuff to cook. So I'm now getting dinner started around five and able to like really slow cook things. So I think it definitely is that now since we are all living at home, working from home, our Work days are going longer, but also we can do more multitasking where if it's just slow cooking something, we can set it in the oven, just keep going from there. I think so. Well, and it's just so, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a microwave something at the end of the day. Um, we all have to do that. But I think there's something really satisfying about, you know, knowing that you really made, like built this mill from component. It's just, I don't know. There's just something very satisfying about it. And I think that's why I really like sourdough. There's something really satisfying about it. But anything that you cook that you make from scratch, it just feels really good. It feels more accomplished at the end of the day. You're going to be, you're going to be playing around with a lot more recipes for however much more time you're forced to stay inside. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're going to kick some greens this week. I think, I don't know. We've just been going with whatever's on sale at Aldi, but we've been, I've been really getting back into my cookbooks um because I love cookbooks but then I never um make anything from them because I just make the same like five things that I know how to make really fast but I've been like rereading all my cookbooks and so definitely excited to to make some more stuff I think I'm definitely going to try pretzels I made sourdough pretzels once this quarantine at the very beginning and they tasted great but they I put a picture of them up on my Instagram but I mean, they did not look, I overproved them. So I let them get too big. They rose too much. And so they did not look like pretzels. They just kind of look like blobs, but they tasted like pretzels. So I'm going to try to make them again and make them actually look pretzely. I'm looking at the picture now. I just pulled up your Instagram. And yeah, like what this makes me think of are like, uh, if you've ever had like pretzel bread uh, bowls that you can eat soup out of. 
Mm -hmm. It seems like if you wanted to do that, this is what you would do. Yeah. Which is a fine thing if you've never had a pretzel bread bowl. Yes. Delicious. And I love like pretzel buns. I don't know if you've ever had those, like, but have like a sandwich on a pretzel bun. But those, yeah, they pretty much turned out like pretzel buns, which was not, they were not intended to be pretzel buns, but they tasted good. So that's what's important. But I want to make those again and not overprove them and have them look pretzely. Now, is there like a difference when you're making pretzels out of sourdough than a different kind of bread? Um, I honestly, I think it's the um, rise time probably, but I didn't really, I haven't made pretzels out of regular, like just with yeast in a long time. So I don't know. It was really fun. It's definitely a more involved recipe because with pretzels, you have to uh, kind of put them in like a boiling water um, with baking soda. So they set on the outside. That's how you get that skin on them. That's makes it like the pretzel taste. But yeah, I don't think there's much difference other than like the time that you have to spend with the rise because um, anything that's like a quick yeast or an instant yeast is going to kind of foam up and start rising immediately. But your sourdough, you have to wait a little bit. Um, And the problem with the pretzels is the recipe said to put them in a proving box and I don't have that. If you just turn on your oven really low and then turn it off and let it cool down a little bit and then put it in there, you can basically make a proving box. But I, mine was a little bit too hot. So that's why they rose too fast. I'm getting great ideas in my head about actually trying to do this, but I've never actually made pretzels in any home before. So what's so hard? I'll send you my recipe. I'm happy to send anybody any recipes that I have for sourdough, whatever. Um, but yeah, do it. You should, everybody make a sourdough because the hardest part is getting it started. And if you're just sitting at home, why not start a sourdough starter? And then by the time you go back to work, all you have to do is pull it out of your fridge like once a week. It's the perfect time. Join the cult. We have all the carbs. If I join this cult, is there a t-shirt? Oh, yes. There are plenty of them. If you just Google Sardo t-shirt. I mean, I bought Animal Crossing for the quarantine, so I may as well just keep joining things. It's weird, but it's really fun. That's really all I need. Weird but fun is, I think, how most people define me, so... It's, I will warn you, it's gross. Like, the first couple days, you're like, I've made a horrible mistake. This is, I, something, but as long as it doesn't smell like, like, rotted fruit or, like, rotted cheese or weird colors, you're fine. Just persevere. It will, it, it smells like yeasty, like, it, if you, like, a really strong beer, like an IPA or something, you know, it's kind of how it will smell. It's fun. Everyone, join the Sourdough Cult. It will envelop you. For our listeners, Jacintha's daughter, Emmeline, has just joined us. Like, as cute as ever. She'd be made to wave, but she doesn't want to because I'm on the screen and she hates me. Uh, it's that guy you don't like. Wow, the look on her face right now. It is a look of utter, like, Mom, why are you doing this to me? I really hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and child services, don't worry. You don't have to get involved. This is just more of... Why do, one, not, why do you not like it? Oh, it's okay. Listeners, <laughs> she is she is now turning away and hugging her mom because she is truly frightened by the sight of Ben. It's, it's yeah, it's that. It's not just that she's a toddler, but, you know. Well, Ben, you've scared the children, so I think this is where we have to end this part of this, the episode. That's usually where it ends, and it's just inevitable that I'll do that. Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been It's been fun. It has. I'm going to put a recipe from everyone who's been on uh, up on our Facebook when we post the episodes at the end of the weekend. So if, yeah, if you can chew me just really any of the things that you talked about, I'll include that. I can do that for sure. And then if anyone wants anything else that like any other sourdough guidance that I don't send to you, then just let me know. I am happy to, I'm, I love to talk about sourdough. So 
It's fine. Anytime. Thanks. Stay safe. You too.